All right, hello and welcome to the Basement Podcast. This is uh, episode six. Today we're joined by Bryce and Bo of uh, Cola Organics here in Oklahoma City. Uh, so let's first start with a little bit about each of you. Okay, right on. Well, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so I'm Bryce Davis, president of Cola Organics. Um, born and raised from Duncan, Oklahoma. Went to school in Edmond, Oklahoma. Played for uh, the UCO Broncos. Um, went from the Broncos to the Cincinnati Bengals in 2012. Played two years there and then uh, ended my third year with the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pennsylvania. And um, after my third year, or actually I got cut from Pittsburgh, and uh, instead of going and trying out for some other teams, I just decided to go out to Oregon and start growing weed uh, and just and, and, uh, indulge myself in that in- industry. Uh, as a bud tender, grower, uh, distributor, and uh, started in 2014, went all the way to 18, uh, and then ended back in Oklahoma. Uh, so yeah, started Cola Organics. Uh, we're an indoor grow in Oklahoma City. Uh, we specialize in making our own living soil from scratch in-house. Uh, that's kind of what makes us different is uh, our bud is grown from that naturally. Um, I like to envision it as a buffet of nutrients that the plant eats what it wants when it wants to. Um, so there is no force feeding going on. Uh, that allows our plant to just grow slowly and naturally into its full development. Um, cannabis grows in different stages and uh, it's easy to uh, do something to the plant, either environment or what you're feeding it, uh, to make it uh, what I call a lockout or stunt. Um, it just stops growing in that phase. Uh, it can recover if you know how to make it recover, but if you don't, um, usually that's the end of your product. Um, so a lot of people in the industry, they force feed uh, using fertilizers, which uh, makes the parts per million in the water super high, um, 1,000 to 2,000 parts per million. Um, we feed from just our soil and then microbial teas. Um, we make microbial teas out of a lot of the same things that we use in our soil um, and we'll allow that to ferment for 48 hours and our parts per million will reach about 400, 500 parts per million. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the difference um, in what we're doing and what everyone else is doing is a lot of people are forcing their plants to grow, uh, trying to achieve yields or trying to achieve super high THC percentages uh, using fertilizers that are super high in uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Um, and when they use it, their plant has no choice but to drink it, and then it abnormally grows super fast uh, from drinking it. Um, you know, some, some growers got this dialed in to where they can get an impressive looking plant that's yielding very high, that's also testing very high uh, in THC. But most growers don't know how to get a plant to go into full flourishing of natural development because one they've never seen the plant in their life um, uh, the first time they grow it they'll grow it and make mistakes not knowing they make mistakes um, and their plant will um, be what it is in the end and they think that's how the plant's supposed to to be right. uh, for instance like the plant being purple uh, when it's genetics really it's not supposed to be purple um, it ends up turning purple because they gave it too much of something uh, could be nitrogen, and um, all of a sudden their their plant shoots up really fast and it purples out. Uh, I like to think of it as a bruise. 
Um, and on the inside of that plant is hollow from that abnormally fast growth. Um, so to me, our plant is superior just because it, it, it eats what it wants, when it wants. It's, it's grown to full development. If you break down our bud, it will be dense all the way through. Uh, it's naturally sticky. You can identify the difference between them both in structure and smell. Um, you don't even have to see the plant. You can just open the or see the bud. You can just open the jar and tell the difference. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about about us. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my name is Bill McMillan from Shawnee, Oklahoma. Uh, I went to Oklahoma State University and then University of Oklahoma Law School. Uh, was an NFL agent for a few years. Did oil and gas uh, legal work for about a decade. <clears throat> uh, was a cannabis user my whole life. Uh, and then when 788 passed, I, a friend of a friend, I've been using uh, Bryce's product for a few years uh, to help my f law partner who had uh, what ended up being terminal cancer. But uh, the cannabis uh, that we were able to get from Oregon was the only thing that gave her any relief. So when 788 passed, I wanted to get involved and uh, called a friend who knew some other guys that had a building and some money they wanted to invest. And I called uh, the person who had the best recommendation for growing the best flower naturally, which was Mr. Davis and uh, flew him down from Eugene over a weekend and a couple dinners and a few hours of talking and basically signed everything up and went to work. Now and, here we uh, are. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, we've been very fortunate. We've got a great team. Uh, obviously, Bryce produces a product that is easy to sell because it's so superior in everything you're looking for as far as a medicine that will actually cure your ailments. <clears throat> I mean, the, the getting high is nice, and that's the fun part of it, but the total benefits the plant that we produce give you goes so far beyond that. It's just amazing to see, so that's kind of why I got involved in the industry and why I'm so passionate about uh, what we're doing here at Cola. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, like, what, um, how do I tell if what I'm getting at the store is organic? Like, how do I tell when I'm there and make sure they're not, like, ripping me off? It's actually kind of difficult at times, um, you know, especially with people doing sprays, terpene sprays now. Uh, so that throws in a little kicker. Usually, I would have said in the past, if it, if it has a very identifiable smell, where you stick your face down to that jar and all of a sudden you have a smell hit you in the face, whether that's sweet, piney, uh, must, I want to say musty, but there's molds that are musty. That's not a good smell. But, but, but there are cheeses. There's cheeses that are musty. There's, there's some skunks that are musty. There's skunks that are sweet. Uh, you know, I would have said that in the past, um, but now that they've got terpene sprays and people are spraying terrible stuff and it's, it's now smelling really strong, the customers don't know the difference in that. Um, so I, I don't really say that anymore. Now it's 
for me, it's more of a, a look. Um, budge structure. Yeah, budge structure has to do a lot with it. If you can get your hands on the bud, squeezing it, that's is it is dense. it hollow or is it dense? You know, that's a big way of telling for me. Um, and then lastly, you got to smoke it. Um, if it's smooth, um, if you get a strong effect, either way, indica sativa. But if you have a strong effect, you know that's that's a good sign right there. Uh, and then the smooth, the smoke's got to be smooth. Um, the old saying, "You got to cough to get off," is not the correct saying. Uh, you don't want that itchy, stinging feeling in the back of your throat. Um, you know, a lot of times it's like, what am I smoking? Because if you're growing uh, or if you're smoking something that was grown purely from a bottle that was made in a lab, you know, you are looking at what the plant's made of right there. And so in the end, that's what you're smoking too. Uh, gro growers can flush the plant and make this effect less, less harsh, less stinging, you know, to it's the point where some would even say smooth. Um, I don't think they can get it all the way out. When you smoke something that has been flushed, there's always that, essentially a bite at the end of it <clears throat> where it will make you cough or it's going to tickle your throat. Whereas what we grow here is so organic and never force fed any of those chemicals that automatically make your body cough. So right. it is extremely smooth. Your body doesn't reject it. Um, as I like to say, it just receives the smoke in and out. It's a smooth process. You're not hacking. You're not coughing. It's how nature intended it to be. Correct. And you also got to take into there's an etiquette in smoking as well. Uh, even if you have the best bud in the world, it's the cleanest. Uh, if you smoke it when it's wet, you're going to cough. Uh, mm -hmm. Water turns to steam and it expands, expands in your lungs, you gotta cough. Um, so you gotta have a bud that's cured correctly. We do a really good job on making sure our bud's cured. Uh, we try to leave it on our lines as long as possible to dry. Uh, we control our humidity and temperature every single day, multiple times a day. Uh, we have a very long burping process to help our cure. Um, so there, there's a lot of little things that you gotta do from the time you start growing it to all the way until it gets into the customer's hands to make sure it's going to be that smooth, flavorful hit. Seed to uh, shelf. Yeah. It has to be cared for correctly from seed to shelf. Yep. To get the best product. Uh, another do. sign, too, if you're, you're looking for, is this uh, an organically grown bud or is this a force-fed bud? You can get that bud. It goes back. you got to get your hands on it. Uh, but we just do a little finger test. Like with our bud, you should be able to smash the bud onto the table with your finger. You don't even have to push that hard and then lift your hand up. And is the bud attached to your finger like it's supposed to be because it's a okay. sticky plant or is it still laying there on the table? Uh, that'll tell you a lot about the bud too. Um, our bud always sticks to our finger. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways to tell. Um, it's just a matter of <clears throat> how much access you get to it at the store. Yeah. Uh, right. You always want to ask them, you know, where, what farm it comes from. Uh, practices. Practices. Unfortunately, there's a lot of growers marketing themselves with practices that don't necessarily add up. Like they say they're a soil grower because they've got cocoa fiber in their pots. 
that the plant is growing into and then they still continue to water in a salt fertilizer into that cocoa for the plant to drink that's not soil yeah they make a hydroponic soil essentially uh, yeah they just use it as a media that's nutrientless uh, it's to hold water is what it's for um, so yeah little things like that um, but in the end it, it comes down to you've got to try it and then decide for yourself is that that grower doing something you think is quality or true medicine or are they not? Right. And then when you find that grower, you know, know your grower, know your medicine. That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I dig it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do y'all do that like ensures consistency, like in your strains? Like I know every time I get cola organics, um, you know, their specific strain. I'm sorry, I don't have some strain names. Give me yeah. some strain names. Hi ho cola. Crown Cola. There we go. Uh, Colasaurus. Grape Day. Grape Day <coughs> Cola. Yeah, we, had that. Uh, we have a Cherry Cola. Um, I'm drawing a blank. We've got a couple new ones I don't want to release yeah. yet, but yeah, wow. we've got some in the works. But how do you? How, what would, Cola. How do you? How do I know that every time I buy grape, I'm I'm getting it? Like okay. it's going to be the same. Like I'm going to have. You know, the same goes back to know your grower, know your medicine, because uh, if, if they're cutting corners, like they're leaving stems on the buds uh, and sugar leaves on the buds, you could be ending up at the bottom of the jar that all the stems and sugar leaf has fallen off of, and that's the bud you're getting. So obviously that's inconsistent to when you bought it the first time and you got off the top of the jar and you got that nice bud that you really liked. Before our strains go into production they're always tested through our genetic testing room and then once they pass all our expectations okay. we understand the growing cycle we put them into production from there it's inconsistent they go in the flower it's controlled all the way through the feeding harvest the drying the curing and then they're hand trimmed buds so we get rid of the sugar leaves the crow's leaves the stems so we deliver a 100 percent smokable package of cannabis so you don't have to worry about the stems and everything like that <clears throat> and that is overseen literally see the shelf by Bryce himself and then our team of uh, expert growers all the way through so it's 100% consistency that's awesome He's right yeah see that's mm -hmm. the stuff we like to hear um, so what do you think here in like the Oklahoma cannabis scene needs to like be changing? Like what's your thing that education? Yeah. See, that's what we're all about. Yeah. Getting getting people Educating. getting the knowledge to people yep. so that they can make mm -hmm. good, smart decisions. Yes. It's the number one battle in this industry for sure. <laughs> um, got a lot of grows that have been successful for a long time growing underground. And uh, unfortunately, that's what was used was flood tables and uh, a hydroponic system because it was clean, it was easy to keep concealed, and right. it made you a product in the end. Um, but yeah, uh, quality and education, that's the yeah. big one. With the education, people will demand quality once they know what they need. Yeah, what the, once they know what they need, what they want, what they're looking for. I mean, there's so much information out there as far as what strains uh, yeah. can help with different ailments and stuff. And if you're going after that particular medicine, you want to make sure it's the best possible 
plan. So, and that's where we come in. We provide the best possible medicine for every <coughs> everything that we can. Right. We don't say we cure anything. Right. But uh, we do believe in cannabis very strongly as being a medicine. Uh, and it's an unwritten book, and we're writing the book. Uh, but it, it starts with the product, and then it ends with the consumers. And right now, the consumers are not educated. So they're making judgments on product that's not, you know, high-quality product like it needs to be for it to be considered medicine. Um, Get distracted by pretty packaging. Yes. Big posters and and prices, yeah. prices, you know, price is a big deal. Growing, growing the way we grow is very labor intensive, extremely, um, compared to the way a hydroponic grower is growing. Right. It's, you know, it's it's night and day. They're grabbing a rock wool cube that's maybe a half a pound, and we're grabbing a three gallon pot uh, that, give or take, is fourteen gallon. pounds a gallon. You know, right? When it's wet. Oops, sorry. Um, so, you know, we're moving 800 times, I don't know, 50 pounds or 40 pounds, and they're moving 800 times a half a pound. You do the math, you know, like it is very labor intensive for us to stay on top of just our soil and then the growth of the plants, you know. The water, the brewing of the teas, yep. extremely labor intensive, time intensive, uh, important, mm -hmm. obviously, because that's how we get our plants, their nutrients, thing to grow. So to stay on top of all that requires a lot of manpower and a lot of uh, a lot of dedication. Mm -hmm. You can't. Everyone that works here takes a lot of pride in their work and yeah. takes a lot of pride in the product we produce, and you have to have that to be the best. And uh, you can't just come here and mail it in eight to five. This is right. something that you have to take <clears throat> a lot of pride in and have to actually care about each plant. True. Yeah. The patient's got to start demanding that uh, their dispensaries, you know, know where the product's coming from. How are they doing their stuff? That's a big deal, um, you know, because unfortunately buyers are looking for the cheapest pounds they can have so that they can flip a high product or profit. Um, I mean, you got to understand, too, their taxes are murdering them, you know. They get hit with taxes, but, you know. That's going to make the price go up for everybody, unfortunately. I have a question. I don't know if it's on your list or not, but you were talking about the nutrient teas. Do y'all use the same teas for all of them, or do you mix them up for different strains? It goes by stage of life at this point in moment, just because we're still learning our strains. Uh, we've picked a core group of strains that are now into our production, uh, where they passed our genetic testing phase. But production is a, is a whole nother beast together. And uh, we do track every single plant uh, from start to finish. Um, and we will be constantly improving each strain. We'll find out that this strain enjoys way more phosphorus way earlier on, where this strain will quit growing if you give it that amount of phosphorus, and right? And he's continually adjusting them uh, based on what he sees in the plant. So mm -hmm. it's, there's not a set formula for those teas or Correct. You see, he sees something. It's you know, he makes the change, so it's almost immediate. So you're constantly monitoring the plants, how they're reacting, and then adjusting right. accordingly. Awesome. 
That's really cool. Okay, so that had um, so whenever you're trying to like tell when certain things are wrong, it is it true that like the color changing in the leaves and stuff like that, that's like the last sign, right? Like, that is a natural thing. Um, cannabis naturally wants to die, lay over, right. and hopefully it's pollinated before it dies so that it has seed. And those seeds end up on the ground, plant decays on top of seeds, seeds sprout next year. That's the cannabis's end goal in life is to just right. reproduce. So that is a natural thing and it is at the end of life. I think um, she was asking the. I mean, like whenever when you're trying to detect deficiencies. A, when there's yes. damage to the plant. And the they start, the, the, last the leaves start yellowing <clears throat> for like, I don't know, phosphorus or something. Oh yeah, the, the amount of deficiencies or overdoses or environmental issues that are not identified correctly, it, it's it, yeah. the variable's huge. Yeah. Uh, the number's if, massive. If you get to when the, li the leaves are yellowed, it's, like it's too far. Insane. Yeah, you, you've missed. <laughs> you missed something. You've missed. There, there is a point of no return, but you can come back from yellow. Actually, okay. yeah. you know, okay. the green will start to go, or the green will start to fade yellow, and if you uh, make the change because you identified what's doing it. Uh, it'll actually, from the vein, which is right in the center of the leaf, will start to turn green, and then it'll push its green out uh, and actually get rid of the yellow. Uh, but there is a yellow that's a point of no return that even if you do come back from the vein out, you might have a burnt edge where the edge of the whole leaf is now dead. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a ton of different uh, characteristics um, like a, a nitrogen overdose, a really good nitrogen overdose characteristic is I call it the claw. All the fan leaves are went from flat out to now they're claws where they're rigid and they're pointing down, um, kind of like your hand pointing your fingers down and making a cup. Um, so that's the claw and that's a nitrogen overdose. And also the plant's leaf will begin to get dark green or waxy with that nitrogen overdose. Uh, so that's just one. There's yeah. a there's a ton of them. That's, that's great. It's got my brain going all sorts of places. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I gotta filter it all back through. Um, so, what are your like personal favorites of the strains that you have created thus far? Right now, I'm a huge fan of our Crown Cola. Um, it reminds me of a cheese. It's got a really thick palate, danky palate, uh, and it's also got like a berry overtone to it. Um, so you can just taste it um, for a very long time, even after you smoked it. I probably smoked it 20 minutes ago, and I can still taste it. Um, when you open the bag, you know, after you've had it once and you smell it again, once the bag's open, you can taste it. Yeah. You know, so I love that part. Uh, so the crown's probably my favorite. Do y'all like kind of have an expected high that you have from each strain? Yes. Yep. Now, we you're do, we we do a lot of product testing and yes oh, yeah. everything. Okay. So we yes we have an expectation from specific from strains. specific strains. Yes. Yeah. We take everyone here at Cola's opinion after a, a test batch is done, mm -hmm. uh, just to see how it, it helps them or affects them. And then we kind of uh, build our own strain bio after that, uh, okay. based off of how it's growing uh, via flowering time and structure of the plant, and then how it makes people feel. Uh, My favorite was a widow cola. 
we had that was probably too strong for most people who smoked yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really was. It, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it literally knocked a few people out. Uh, it right. Would, had a lady couldn't feel her legs and had to lay down. Yeah. And he heavy indica. On the ground, right in the middle of everybody. Heavy indica. It was, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, widow cola, <laughs> we call it get widowed uh, when, we're, when we're all smoking and passing a J around and you forget which way the J's going yeah. and you pass it back the, the direction yeah, it came like from. Yeah. And we're calling that, we call that getting KO'd because widow was notorious for, for it. And we have, you know, we've tested over 200 strains and widow got that name because every single time we smoked widow, the J yeah. got passed the other direction. <laughs> it, it had to, it, it, the KO effect on it was very strong. Yes. So, so are y'all still producing that one? We are not. So, <laughs> yeah, and our, our test room is actually an unregulated environment because there's cinder block walls in the walls and they're not insulated. So it's susceptible to humidity fluxes and temperature fluxes very high which ended up playing in our favor over time. It was very stressful in the beginning, but it did make us develop super genetics. Like We have some uh, cousins and some... Yes, we have offspring. Offspring, widow. thank you, yeah. uh, of the widow that we will have and some new strains that'll be very nice. Yeah, so. we, we let widow go because she developed powdery mildew with that humidity flux. Yeah. Um, so we had to let her go, but we did get seed out of her and we got seed out of her with powdery mildew-resistant genetics. So um, really it'll be interesting to see how it goes in the test room with those. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's Exciting. Stuff to look forward to, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we're probably coming close to our time. Oh, we can talk as long as they want to. Oh, OK. Do you need to go? What's, what time we got? It's noon. About five more minutes. OK. <laughs> um, do you have something else, babe? I've kind of done a lot. Like, I want to make sure you have some time to talk. I don't think it's on the list, but... It doesn't have like, to be on the personally, list. Personally, how does it make y'all feel to be, like, just coming back to your you know, hometown or whatever and building up this community that weed is actually, like, a medicine and it can help? Because that's a big thing for me, you know? I had a lot of family members die from cancer and stuff, and it's like, man, I think this stuff could have... Could have helped. Mm -hmm. uh, it's awesome. Uh, that's one of the things we're extremely proud about is we are 100% Oklahoma grown, owned, and operated. Yeah. I mean, Bryce is from Duncan, I'm from Shawnee, Seth's from Choctaw, uh, and then our two largest investors are hometown Oklahoma City guys. Uh, so being able to do something that has the potential to impact so many lives in such a positive way in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. Being from here, it's uh, I mean, it's kind of a dream come true, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would I would second that. It's it's a it's amazing when it starts to change people's life for the better when they're at their lowest point. That all they used was cannabis. Um, I've seen it three times. And uh, I haven't got to witness it here yet because we hadn't really been on the market very much uh, with our testing over the past two years. Yeah. Uh, but I'm super excited to meet those people that are here from my home state that I know are going to be struggling, and hopefully we can help them. Yeah, that's, awesome. oh, that's super awesome. We're our whole 
goal with this is to help like give knowledge to the community but also like encourage people to stop being um, so reserved and kind of show people that don't like the closet smokers. Yeah. 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 And there's like, a lot of that. You gotta I mean, be brave and you gotta exactly. withstand a lot, lot of judgment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of judgment. But it's not like that everywhere else. You know, that was one thing I experienced living in Pennsylvania and Cincinnati and then Oregon, you know, opinions are so different. So yes, we are in Oklahoma. Yes, it is the Bible Belt, And there is a huge <laughs> stigma here and, uh, it's tough for us, but I think if we just keep standing strong, uh, time will tell, and um, we have th- that stigma will that stigma will die above yeah. anything else. You know, and at the end of the day, they'll probably be thanking you. You know, yeah. I mean, it's obviously generating a lot of tax revenue for the state, benefiting. Uh, I know forty-three million dollars was went to the schools this year, so you know they can pound their Bibles and whatever they want, but we're actually doing good just with that and not counting all the good we're doing with our medicine. So, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. They want to chip in for free. Yeah, we've, ac- <laughs> we've actually had companies like like uh, trying to come up with displays that wouldn't work with us just because we're cannabis, you know. Wow. Yeah. That, that sucks. Yeah. 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 Oklahoma companies. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there together. It'll be all right. Yeah. Well, thank you all for y'all's time and being oh, on the yeah, show. Right. We learned a lot. Uh, where can they find oh, yeah. your stuff? There gotcha. Go. Yeah. Uh, so we're in Living Leaf, uh, the High Society, uh, Heavenly Scent down in Duncan, uh, the Bud Barn in Duncan. Uh, we've been in Oasis. We are at Elemental Progress, Bloom Cannabis Co., um, Earth, Wind, and Flower. Earth, Wind, and Flower. All City Plug, uh, soon to be in Likewise Cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I missed any off the top of my head, I yeah. apologize. But and, and if there's any dispensaries interested in carrying it, we're always looking for partners. Yep. Uh, yeah. We've so got we've got a lot of expansion here. We, uh, yeah. We, Do y'all have like a website or a social media <coughs> that we can? Colo Organics on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, Organics Cola on Twitter. Um, yeah, w- website's coloorganics.com. It's uh, currently under construction, but uh, <laughs> Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook are the best ways to reach out to us right now. Okay. And we'll tag awesome. y'all on our Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Maybe on both. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, super nice to meet y'all. Yes. Thank you so yeah. much for the time. It was great. Thank y'all. Yeah, thank y'all for coming out.